Welcome to New Jump City, everybody, where we recap the week in American and Japanese sequential art. I am your host, Christian, the unbiased king. Espinal. And joining me through Discord, it is the man, the myth, the legend. It is Joshua Gangsta Time Co. It's called Partner, but it should be called Gangsta Time. What up, Chris? What up, everybody listening? Hey, buddy. Oh, my goodness. We are back. It is yeah, super It is super Thursday uh, here on New Jump City. We're going to do our American comics this week. Uh, we, we have a, a small handful. Uh, it'll be a fun little show we're going to do. We got a, we got the Xbox. We got Batman. But, uh, you know, let's get into plugs first. You could find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Joshua Cole. Where can they find you? At JD Cole underscore 37. That's on Instagram. And at NY Chillin with an E-N. Not an A-N-G. That's on Twitter. Oh yeah, uh, Brian's not here, but I will do his plugs in his in his stead. Uh, you can find him at b.esp on Twitter and Instagram, uh, and also check him out when he's streaming at uh, Twitch.tv/slash It's Punchline. He plays video games for the masses, so check him out. Uh, email us at NewJumpCityPod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. Get all up in our DMs. Can you do that for email? Is that the proper terminology for email? That's an inbox. Anyway, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Email us, whatever you guys want. Or you can comment on whatever video you watch, whether it's the full episodes or the little highlight breakouts we make for every manga that we do. Uh, let us know what you thought about this week's uh, comics and manga. Uh, subscribe while you're at it. That would be super cool. Uh, like, share with your friends. It'll be super sweet if you guys would do that. Tell people if you like the show, let people know. Uh, if you prefer audio versions of the podcast, we are on every podcast platform there is, uh, whether it's iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora. We're everywhere, so check us out. Uh, and with that being said, that's it. That's done. Uh, spoiler alerts ahead. Let's get the show started. Batman. This is Batman number 117, uh, the Fear State finale. We finally made it. <laughs> uh, last we left off, uh, things was not looking good for Saint, for Simon Saint. Uh, he is freaking out right now. Uh, he, the, the, yeah, these panels, those first three panels, when you zoom in. Yeah, where he's yeah. just like... That's, that's a story in of itself. Yeah, he goes through like the three stages of grief. <laughs> in the first few where he's just like I don't understand I spend so much money how is this not working the second panel is for whatever reason he's got like his cheeks like <laughs> like what <laughs> he's like I can't understand it's just a guy in a suit why can't they kill him and I'm like you must be new here yeah very new yeah you 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 thought it was sweet out here <laughs> uh, so yeah everybody around him is just like yo everything's going terribly like the mayor's mad at us and he's like I don't have time for a two bit politician you don't give a fuck about a politician come on come on <laughs> we're making money moves here uh, the, the his other guy says like there's been another earthquake and shit is going down some buildings are starting to collapse in the narrows and he's just like oh my god we need to arrest someone now Yo, we need to make an arrest <laughs> now. Pure desperation. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine me needing to arrest someone this badly. Uh, but that's when um, some guy, uh, he hears a thump at the door. The door opens and it's the whole Bat family uh, rolling in in peacekeeper armor. Just like, yeah, sup. We are under arrest. We caught you. Uh, meanwhile, back at the battle between, uh, Peacekeeper <laughs> number one and Batman, uh, they're really out here scrapping. I'll, I'll give them that. This is like the most action, like for real action I've seen in a comic book in a long time where it's just like one V one actual battle going on. Um, yeah. Batman versus Raisin <laughs> with, with te technology. Yeah. A raisin man. Uh, uh cyber, cyber raisin. Destroyer, yeah. <laughs> peacekeeper. Uh, Look at his head. That was great. Yeah. Uh, Scarecrow is talking shit to Miracle Molly as she's trying to, I guess, fix his machine somehow. Uh, 
he's ba- he's like, my fear bomb will go off in just a few minutes, and then Gotham can evolve. Uh, and she's like, shut up, dude. I'm not going to let that happen. Um, uh, Scarecrow whispers some uh, doubt into her. He's like, then it's in your hands, isn't it? You get to decide. Does Gotham stay the way it's always been? Or does it change right here and now? Uh, and man, he he mentions the Unsanity Collective where he's like, your Unsanity Collective has been wrong about so many things, but at least now, at least you know we, can, we can't just keep pushing forward the way things are. Uh, Miracle Molly l- knocks him out and then starts thinking about what he says. And she's just like, shit. <laughs> he's gotten to me, I guess. That last part? Mm. he's real convincing that scarecrow when you really want him to be um meanwhile the battle be uh continues in a big two-page spread where peacekeeper's like that all you got batman and he says no and the rest of the two-page spread is him whooping ass uh meanwhile back at eden uh poison ivy is confronted by harley quinn who is bringing her in poison ivy's innocence in the form of another Ar- ivy apparently the last time ivy died uh gardner saw that you might not survive well the last time she attacked gotham rather um she thought gardner saw that she wouldn't survive so she took the most precious innocent part of ivy and planted it somewhere and uh it was found by bad guys but catwoman saved it and that's how that happened explained like i guess the plot of catwoman uh, up to this point, I imagine. Uh, so she's like, please uh, merge with your innocence again and make things okay. And Poison Ivy doesn't really put up a fight. She's like, okay. <laughs> Fuses with her innocent self and she's back to being Ivy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that that was easy. That was easier than I thought. I thought it'd be a little bit more of a struggle there. Uh, but I guess this makes sense. Uh Ivy in, uh, calls off her big attack on Gotham and instead uses it to uh, bring people peace instead of the fear that they were experiencing during this time. Uh, she even he- heals that one uh, Unsanity Collective kid. That was sweet of her. Uh, and then she and Harley share a kiss. Ivy is fully back. Yay! Ah! <laughs> Go, Ivy. Um... Meanwhile, the back at the battle between Peacekeeper and Batman, uh, Peacekeeper is just like, this is Peacekeeper calling the magistrate. I've shot the Scarecrow and I'm about to kill Batman. And one of the last of the Unsanity Collective converge on my location. Um, and Batman's like, sheesh, no one's coming, Sean. That's already fallen apart. Ain't nobody coming to save you. Uh yeah, so you know, Batman. Batman then just like takes off his utility belt and wraps it around his arm like a fucking brass knuckle, uh, and uh, they both run at each other, uh, looking to clash. Uh, Batman says, "I, I sense, I hear the fear in your voice, Sean. That little tremor." <laughs> if they see blood in the water. Yeah, I hear, bitch, Sean, in your little voice. Uh. And uh, yeah, he they they clash out. Uh, Sean misses. Batman does a sweet flip in midair uh, while uh, talking about how Scarecrow played him and that he's no hero. And then he delivers a punch with his utility belt brass knuckle thing uh, and knocks out Peacekeeper for good. Uh, so after all the commotion has settled, uh, Batman's like, "Molly, have you discarded? The, have you disarmed the bomb?" And Molly's like, not quite. And Batman looks behind her and is like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> oh! It was over. <laughs> I want to go home. Just begun. Now he has to begin the mental part of the battle. Yeah, <laughs> he has to bring... Uh, He's like, I just got knocked in the head like... I just got uh, knocked in the head like 12 times. I don't have time for this ideological debate right now. Uh, I mean, like, if, if I mean, it, I wish you guys could see this page. I hope you guys could see this page. I mean, Batman's looking back at Molly, right, as she's talking, and he says, "You can't do this." <laughs> Look at his face. He's 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 vulnerable again. Yeah. <laughs> Here we are again, Bruce, looking very vulnerable. Like, 
Yeah. Come on. I choose to believe this as Batman's just like It was really hard. <laughs> I just <laughs> I choose to be- interpret this as Batman being like all right, like annoyed, like uh, oh, I should have seen this coming. She's going to have like a fucking debate within herself about what's the right thing to do and I got to be like Miracle Molly. I've done this like 12 times <laughs> with different it people. Makes sense. It was their machine to begin with. Yeah. So it's not like it, you know, scare all Scarecrow did was kind of like remind her what the their purpose was in the first place, the insanity and you know, I guess that's what makes these next couple of pages really impactful, uh, because we're seeing the fruits of of you know Batman and Miracle Molly's conversations that they had before, and then you know them experiencing this and and, and both of them being vulnerable. Anyway, wait, let me save that for after we finish. Yeah, we, no, uh, I I agree. With, I mean, honestly, all jokes aside, there's this very uh, nice moment where. Um, Batman uh, uses, uh, like, unwires his cowl and gives uh, Miracle Molly this jack that will allow her to just kind of, like, tap into the bat computer in uh, Bruce's cowl. And she sees all the... He's got an aux cord? (laughs) Yeah, he has an an HDMI. He's a broke boy. He's got an HDMI in his his cowl. Yeah, Wayne Industries really has uh, gone under, huh? Yeah, he's like, I can't afford... wired? Well, (laughs) Wayne Industries hasn't gone down. He just doesn't get any money from it anymore. His ass has gone down, yeah. You got an Ethernet cable in there. I I can't do Bluetooth anymore. (laughs) I can't afford it. Uh, so yeah, M- M- Molly sees all of the stuff that's happening around Gotham with uh, Saint being arrested and the mayor being swarmed by the media, uh, and the peacekeeper drones just like leaving, just bouncing. I guess uh, they were called off. I imagine, uh, and uh, the Bat family just kind of walking away, triumphant in a way. Um, there's this really cool page with uh, where as this newscast is going, talking about how the day is saved and. They know who to thank about it uh, because they see that fucking light in the sky and they know who was responsible. This big splash page of the whole Bat family looking up at the at the Bat signal. Uh, and Batman lays down some real truth here. I really appreciate, um, to paraphrase, my favorite uh, moment of this is when he says, the human capacity for good is incredibly powerful. I believe when you take away politicians and the media and corporations and it's just people together, they can overcome their fears. They can overcome anything. And Molly's just like, I'm not sure. I don't know, Batman. I'm not sure you're right. And Batman's like, I'm not sure I'm right either. There's not much in this world I'm I'm sure of, but I do believe. And Miracle Molly puts down the mind machine device, and she looks at Batman and is like, I want to believe too. She runs up and embraces him, and uh, this big last page uh, last panel showing a flower growing out of what I assume is gravel. I mean, it is a sewer, so uh, just asphalt or whatever <laughs> concrete is used there. And that's where the issue ends. There is a backup story for Batgirls, which is a series that's actually coming uh, soon. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much uh, the whole thing. Uh, that was a uh, fear state. I imagine there's going to be an epilogue issue coming after. But yeah, James Tinian's run is like very close to over. Uh, I guess I'll uh, start off. I'll I'll say that this is my uh, VGI. I would say certified VGI. Same. Yo. <laughs> certified VGI. Yeah. Um. I mean, James Tinian's run has been pretty masterful. Uh, I love the art by. By Jimenez, of course. He's just like delivering for what is the last one of the last times he's doing Batman. I hope he continues on with DC's work or in a place where I can see his art in general. So um pretty happy about it. Uh I love the overall message uh of, you know, just kinda like this this whole thing has just been an analogy for, you know, how media is uh, a big part of the fears in this world. Uh like you know, we see a lot of this story is littered with like the news just being very like fear mongery type thing. Uh, we see obvious uh, analogies to like police brutality and um, it, 
it, it tries to cover a lot of subjects and I think it does fairly well with them. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's all I got to say about it. Yeah. I, I think you got something brewing in you. I see it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I, ha- I have, a, I have a few thoughts. Um, I got a little emotional reading this, um, but not like the crying kind of emotional, like, <laughs> and not even like the happy or, I don't know, I guess you could say sad, but I really want to give a kudos to the artist and how this is just, I mean, they they have done well this whole series. So mm-hmm. don't, and we have, we've documented that many times, but you know, this is one of the times in sequential art where the art tells and sells the story mm. and, and shows the, the, the true potential of, of comics or of sequential art and why it is a respectable media and a media that deserves to be absorbed and criticized separate from other things like, like a book or just a movie. It, it is a beauty in itself. But anyway, aside from just marveling about the art, um what this what this end scene made me think about was weirdly enough like how i think about like my relationship with my girlfriend and how you know at the end of the day our our relationship is built on trust and and love and trying to be understanding and i would I would really argue, bro, that at the end of the day, that is what society is. All of us kind of being together in the same situation and trusting each other and 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 having that love for each other, you know, as people, not like being in love with another, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. but um, just just that care and that trust. It's like a social contract, you know, and it's th- that you agree to, to, to do your thing and let others do theirs and just try to, you know, do, do, good, do good for your family and, 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 and support others. So when, when Batman, so when Batman says that, you know, the human capacity for good is incredibly powerful, uh, I definitely agree with that. And I think that it's a scientific, I've mentioned this before, I think it's a scientific fact. I think that. Um, I, I, I do believe in evolution. I do, I do, uh, agree with the theory. And part of that tells me that we survive because of, because we were good, you know, could we helped each other. That's what helped us beat lions and mammoths and all of that teamwork and, and, you know, putting, putting your mind together towards a goal. So anyway, I'm, I'm kind of long winded with the point. But I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just bringing out these pages that I think they were, that it was really deep. So looking at Miracle Molly, right? She, the way she, okay. So even though we spent a short amount of time with her, which you know, similar to um, Star and Stripe, where you know the, it, it, it was skillful how we, 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 we got a liking to her in just such a short amount of time. That happened for me with Miracle Molly, literally in, I mean, I always thought she was cool. I liked the way she started the Batman and how, you know, her progressive ideas and, 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 and standing up for, uh, you know, the, 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 the oppressed and all of that. I always dig that, but you know, for, uh, she was just kind of this person that championed these beliefs. Now I see Miracle Molly as someone that's been through so much shit and who has lost that trust in humanity. And that's what I really think is one of the made perhaps this I don't want to say subtext of the series because they clearly claim that there's trauma that you know that a lot of this is about trauma and what the people in Gotham is going through and you know Scarecrow saying that he wants to see like he thinks society's better he wants to see society develop when they get to when trauma pushes them past that point. Where they, where they, in my opinion, it seems like he wants to eliminate humanity and see people, uh, um, 
I guess act crazy for lack of a better word. So it's it's kind of funny because he says of evolution, but it's really like regression in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But uh kind of getting off subject. Anyway, back to Miracle Molly. That's why I make the point about relationships and 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 and, and society it, with trust, and that's that's what the trauma has done to her and everyone in Gotham, and that's what it does to people in real life as well. Trauma breaks that trust and makes it hard. To, to to open up and 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 be sociable and and and, and thrive um you know like that that's why so many you know children or, or young adults or whatever people who are victims of abuse you know they shut themselves out and they and they project and and all that has to do with them losing their trust in 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 figures that that they held dear and, you know, we, we relate that to society. You know, our fatherly figure is, is like, you know, that's a leader. It's a leader, you know, or, or a mother in charge. You know, your parents, your guardians, you know, the, your teachers in school, you know. Maybe you, you, you won't trust them because you're like, oh, well, who the fuck are you? You're someone that says they have my best interests in mind. Well, you know, so do my parents and they beat my ass every time they drink. Um, I want to cut my... I'm gonna cut this short because um, I hope I hope I'm articulating this as well as I can. I I just think James Tenney did this really well with uh, with this character, especially when 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 you know with Batman. Just just tell him how like yo like you know things will be fine even though we don't know for sure what what the case is gonna be and and that's the truth because at the end of the day. You know, we don't know what's going to happen the next day we wake up, bro. We don't even know if the planet will still be here. You feel me? Or some mm-hmm. real shit. But, uh, you know, all we can do is really kind of try every day and put a little bit of effort towards bettering ourselves and, and bettering the world altogether. And that's the difference between Batman or Bruce Wayne, who's a millionaire. And, you know, I even though he's a fictional character, but, you know, he's even though he's someone who has all this money and stuff, you know, he tries. He, he he uses his funds and and puts his body on the line to, to 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 try to better the world the best he feels like he can. He's not perfect. I mean he's not fucking Clark Kent. There's a literal example to him in his own universe that shows how to do it better. Yeah. And he just you know, he he just can't. Um so I think that's why Molly that's why this is a very believable um how do I put it? Like interaction here. She respects Bruce. She trusts him because he's proved it with his track record in the past of who Batman is and what he's always done. And through her own eyes and through working with him directly, mm-hmm. this was earned. This was a relationship that was earned and built. And, you know, he can't, he can't promise her anything, you know, same way he can't promise anybody anything. Uh, uh, that that, but he can say that you know, as long as there's people like us around, we we will make the world better because we have to believe that, and I, that's what I got from this. And I, you know, call it cheesy. I know you wouldn't, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> but I, I, man, it, it, it's just beautiful, and that's the stuff we need. We people need to be reminded that, like, yo, like the little bit of efforts we put in matter, regardless of how. How fucked up the world really is because of greedy people. Um, do you have any? Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. No, I I agree have with everything. <laughs> no, I agree with everything you're saying, and I'm I don't want to like reiterate uh, any points because I think it was pretty well said. Uh, the only thing I'll add is that I think there's like this is a story that has a lot of a- um, allegories to real life, a lot of um, compare comparation uh, comparisons, I guess, to real life. Uh, like I think what Miracle Molly represents is, I guess, this new generation of kids that's you know like taking up activism and trying to do things their own way. A lot of the uh, Unsanity Collective is young. Uh, and Miracle Molly being one of them, and I think like her, what she represents is this new generation that is uh has like these great intentions that but like can maybe be a little too radical sometimes and try i think like a lot of this story is about control and trying to like kind of force certain things to happen the way that like trying to make the force the world into being a better place one way or another and batman is the representation of the point where it it just can't be that way sometimes like sometimes you just got to like fight 
tooth and nail every night and dress up like a bat right. person in order to let well, in order for yeah. this to work. And it sucks because um, like there's this like prevailing idea that Batman is this kind of out of touch billionaire who would be much better off using his millions of dollars of resources to influxing his community rather than dressing up as a bat. Which he does, by the way. And that, yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's the sad part is what people don't understand is that he does. He has a whole orphanage. He has orphanages. He has like... With, with kids that live, have beautiful living conditions. He you know what I'm saying? He, he constantly finds underprivileged but brilliant children and gives them jobs in his corporation. Uh, he... On, and this is outside of his work as Batman. The problem is, is that like whenever Batman tries to do something, like Bruce tries to do something in terms of, uh, I guess, a charity or whatever, there's always some weirdo coming in and bombing it. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what that's the whole thing, you know, is that Batman can do Bruce can do all the things he wants. But like, you know, there's there's always been crime. And it's like aside from the crazy ones that he's technically created, if you want to even say that much. Uh, but there's, you know, there's always been mobsters there that was just like casually shooting people and whatever. That was stuff that he didn't create. But, you know, I, I think, uh, I think this really shows what Batman represents to say community, the ideal rich guy, the ideal of an, of a privileged person using their privilege to help others as best he's, as best he can. And a lot of it is selfish because it, it happened. Uh, he's doing it as like a constant uh, coping mechanism to how his parents died. So there is a bit of selfishness in that, but he is, he does have Gotham in heart. I don't think I would take the ass whoopings he would for my city. <laughs> like it is, it is pretty uh, crazy. The idea, even if you do have like the best technology, he gets his ass whooped. He got it. He got beat down by the peacekeeper. This, this issue, you know, it takes a lot of oh, hoots, yeah. but I will say that I think this captures, uh, th- there was definitely a societal message in this, and it's that, you know, it doesn't come, change doesn't necessarily come from, like, these big, sprawling actions. It comes from smaller ones, you know, like the things you do every day for your community, whether it's, you know, for lack of a better term, fighting crime or, you know, helping people out in whatever small way that you possibly can, and be just generally being a nicer person and trying to be more minded and helping people wherever you can. And it doesn't have to be a big dramatic gesture. As yeah, man, I, I, you know, what people have put, people have put in adverse situations and a lot, I, I, I'm, I'm confident. I think I'm confident in saying most of the time it's because of other people's greed. Um, and you know, what, you know, back, like you said, Batman said, if you take away the politicians and the media and the corporations, etc., I, I don't, I don't think those things inherently complicate life and make things rougher for people. Of course not. No. Um. You know, it, it's it's the corrupt people in those posi- that that happen to be in those positions of power because of the nature of it. You know. Mm-hmm. It just so, happens you know, to be. So you know, I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well said, Chris. And this is yeah. the bad. The, this is this is this is. I don't know. Is it underrated? I mean, obviously, it's bad, right? I'm People not sure. Reading. I'm not sure how. Like, I'm not that tapped into uh, American comic audiences. I would love for people to comment and let us know what they think about Tinian's runs. I think I personally think that this was a pretty masterful run. I I feel like it might. It feels like cut short because I think Tinian is leaving to do other things for some reason but i do i do respect like what he's tried to do here and i think he's done it pretty well uh yeah i don't know how how people rank the this batman run i would love to hear it uh if you have any opinions on what you think about uh tinian's run of batman please let us know comment whatever and we'll uh read them next time because i believe the next whatever we see next from batman will be tinian's final issue on the run so Please let us know. Um, but I, I've exhausted all of my thoughts on Batman. Uh, do you want to? Do you have anything else to say finally? Finally, or do you want to? Oh, same. I'm, I've exhausted my thoughts as well. well with that being said, Great Batman time. was fantastic, uh, and we will move on. 
the X-Books. We only got two of these today. <laughs> uh, man, Marvel has really been blessing my wallet lately. <laughs> I appreciate it. It must be a thank you for all the loyal, sir, like uh, the loyal dollars I've spent uh, with five books in a week. Um, but anyway, we're going to start with Sword number 10. Uh, last we left off, uh, it turns out Wizkid is a traitor. And, um, yeah, I, and also, I guess the super guardians of, uh, Shi'ar were just, like, washed <laughs> by the lethal legion. Uh, they sure were. They got, they got, dude, they got destroyed. It was kind of crazy. Even Gladiator was there, and I'm like, Gladiator doesn't play games. Why, why isn't he just, like, eviscerating everyone in his path? Um, everything I've seen of Gladiator has been just like nonstop savagery, but I don't know. All of a sudden, he's soft. Uh, anyway, this issue starts off with Wizkid, aka Tak Takashi Matsuya, uh, and we we learn a little bit about his experience. Uh, he is a paralyzed mutant, uh, and he is actually dyslexic as well. Uh, he he talks about how in Krakoa. It's a lot like, you know, living in, I guess, for lack of a better term, the human world, you know, where no matter where he goes, uh, his disability is always like brought up and just kind of like questioned and everybody gives him like the weird side eye on top of him being dyslexic and him having to feeling like he has to prove himself and how smart he is, uh, you know, having to like build shit just to make sure people does uh, know that he's not stupid. Uh, mm. And. Yeah. Uh the next the next uh scene is just basically the fallout of what happened in the last issue regarding the Super Guardians. Uh Storm comes in and is like, "I don't like that you've killed these people. What the fuck?" <laughs> so, you know, uh Mr. Elegant points his cool atomic chainsaw at Storm. Um but Frenzy comes in and uh blocks it. <laughs> uh, I don't know what her powers are at all. Um I'm going to I'm going to look him up right now. But in any case, she blocks the attack and uh you know, S Sam also comes in, knocks his fucking teeth out. Uh the the weird Deathbot guy, he just kind of shuts down and plays dead uh as the big orb in the sky, I forget its name. Uh commands it to uh, uh, just, uh, damn, I forget. Yeah, I forgot yeah, the name I forget it too. Um, it's a cool name too. Probably they they all have interesting names. Yeah, they all. Uh, yeah, there's like uh, I know I remember Mister Eloquent. I she's uh, I don't know. I'm not even gonna try. Um, but yeah, it shuts down and uh, the the princess of Shiar is like, or the queen of Shiar is like, she did it. She won. Uh, Deathstrike is like. Yeah, she sure does, but I'm not. I don't think I'm gonna like go down there quite yet. I think there's still something fishy going on. I love the dialogue from the from the fucking uh, from the from the cyborg uh, horse thing. <laughs> <laughs> like I like how Storm tells him, like, so what you gonna do? Like, you gonna surrender? Or am I gonna tear you apart with these tornadoes? Tornadoes. And he's like, noted. Recalibrating <laughs> 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 mm. for new situations. <laughs> Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, okay. That was, that was a very robot way of saying, "Yeah, all uh, right, I'm I, I'm not sure what to do now." <laughs> I don't want the smoke shutting down. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so okay, so Frenzy's abilities are basically like strength. She can just like fight real good. She has super strength, super speed, stamina, durability, human agility. She's a uh, Luffy, I guess. Essentially, <laughs> uh, Luffy without the gum gum fruit, I suppose. Um, but anyway, back to uh, the sword station. Cable is approached by uh, by Wizkid, and he and Wizkid remembers that like, yeah, the old Cable's here. Um, back when he was young, Cable, we were pretty cool buds. Uh, he he was nervous being up here because this was his first like real job on Krakoa. Uh, so, you know, he, he was nervous and you know what? 
even now in his old state, he still like talks to me similarly because this is how he remembers me as the guy with all the answers. Uh, but he's getting a little too close, so I'm going to shock him now. Uh, <laughs> and he basically hacks Cable's mind uh, and ba- and knocks him out. Because uh, remember, Wizkid is a traitor, uh, apparently. Yeah, this is whole like monologue. Uh, is that the right word? Where he's talking to himself? Yeah, that's a monologue. Right. Okay, because it's happening in the tank. It's not like saying it out loud. Anyway. No, yeah. This is a whole monologue about how like, like he's, he has to beat Cable on Cable's home field. Like, you know what I'm saying? He has to fight him in it, like with, with Cable having the advantage. And guess what? I won. Yeah. So I guess this was a flex. I guess they're showing us that I could be cable. Chris Kidd has is that is that raw with, mm. with 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 technology? Yeah, yeah. Because like, cable has a lot of technology on him. His arm is very robot-y and his eyeball is very robot-y. He's a robot. He got phalanx in him. That's pretty intense. Is that what the techno organic viruses? Right. I think so. Or I think it was at least like yeah, I think it was I think at least right, related actually. to the phalanx. But I don't maybe it's, it is related to the phalanx. Right. I know that it has something to do with uh your boy. Um that's Ah man. God damn it. Doug Friend. Oh, uh yeah, Doug Friend. <laughs> Doug is Doug Friend is fine, I remember. Cypher. Cypher, yeah. Uh and no, Warlock. Or Warlock. Warlock. Warlock, there we go. Yeah, similar to Warlock. Uh, yeah, anyway, Warlock is 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 is, is a family, family. And he's and, and he can affect him with techno organic virus. So mm. I believe you are correct. I'm very, I'm very, I'm, I remember things sometimes. <laughs> and that was a nerd moment. <laughs> we gotta have a drop for nerd moment. Although that would probably go off all the time because this is a very nerdy podcast. Uh, but. <laughs> in any case, back yeah. to the battle uh, against the Lethal Legion. Uh, S- Frenzy goes off to check on uh, on on um, what's it? Gar- uh, Gladiator, who's like on the floor. I it uh, does it. Is it weird that I'm annoyed that Gladiator's just like not doing anything? They took his confidence away. <laughs> yeah, I don't know you what know, the fuck. Over this? He has no swag. Anymore. He has no swag. But why? <laughs> what happened? Because of what they did to him. They hit him with a um empath. Oh, you're right. You're right. You're right. The the Perona guy. Empathic. 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 Yeah. No, you're right. I forgot about the damn fucking Perona guy who can make him feel bad. Yeah, Um, the sadness. Yeah, that's exactly (laughs) what's going on. You know. I'm a worm. I'm less than a worm. (laughs) Um, He is. He is less than the dirt. Yeah. (laughs) I'm worse than the dirt. Uh, yeah, I remember those when they made him say, <laughs> "With Zoro's just like I'm not even worth being a worm." Uh, it's really funny, but anyway, the fucking—they think this thing is stopped. I would have just like destroyed this thing anyway. I don't know why they're just like letting it sit there. Um, I, I this is where about the time where I started getting a little confused because portals start opening up. No, because she's a diplomat. <laughs> and it's the diplomatic ring. Yeah, you're right. There's no, there's technically no violence allowed, even though these people have killed the people they're being diplomatic with right now. But yeah, um, but Storm is a regent. She is a regent. Damn, I think she's gonna smoke Cora. <laughs> I'm, I hope not. But <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it uh, when when that thing comes out. Actually, yeah, um, yeah. But in any case, portals open around the robot thing. Uh, it starts talking about how, like, uh, sentience of the lake, Hellas, diplomatic ring, sentience of Morocco, long distance translocation is f- is famously a delicate art. Um, and all the cyborgs are apparently revealed to have translocation receivers within them. Uh, and it turns out that they can summon themselves from different points in time is what I gathered. And that's the big twist, because Storm tries to destroy the remaining robot thing, but it's like, too late. Coordinates locked. Lethal Legion is a disposable enemy of the future. Army of the future. A perfectly balanced, self-replicating terrorist cell. 
So, and then they just emerge out of these portals. The crazy thing is, they took out a whole the whole Super Guardian unit. So, like, they're not just grunts. This is bad. Yeah, might be too much for the uh, Almighty. Oh, no, nothing's too much for a Roro. You better watch your fucking mouth. <laughs> Nothing strong. Nothing is stronger than Storm. She'll come out of the page and slap the shit out of you if you say that again. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch my mouth. <laughs> You're right. Thanks for checking me, bro. I appreciate. I, I'm, I did it for your own good. You know, I got, I, I gotta protect my boy. <laughs> you didn't mean it, Storm. You didn't mean it. Uh. Meanwhile, at the Sword Station 1, uh, Cable wakes up from just getting owned by, or as the kid would say, pwned by hey. WizKid. <laughs> he got pwned by WizKid. Um, and it turns out that there was a mass evacuation of Sword uh, ordered. Uh, and Cable calls in and is like, what the fuck is going on? And they're like, I don't know, man. You called this evacuation order. Uh, and at that moment, uh, the Sword Station explodes. Uh and we cut over to the Alpha Flight Station where Girich is standing with WizKid. And he's like, oh, good work. You actually blew up Sword. Why? Why would you? Be- <laughs> I know that this is already done. But why would you betray K- uh, Krakoa like that? I almost said Kanoha. But why would you? <laughs> the Hidden Leaf? Yeah. Why would you destroy the G- Kanoha Gakure? For this? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the Japanese name. <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, he basically says like, let's just say I don't see humans that mutants all that different. Um, Xavier brought Xavier Magneto brought Apocalypse into this, and uh, that's where I was out. You know, fuck that guy. And Girich is like, good, good. I believe you fully. And for the record, that's exactly what I thought you'd say. Um. And he walks away, and that's when uh, it turns out WizKid's... No, wait, wait. WizKid says under his breath, like, so I wanted you to think. So you <laughs> thought it because that's exactly what I wanted you to think. <laughs> I want you. Well, I, I planned this. Don't me, Stupid. Don't, don't know me like that. Fucking yeah. idiot. Get wrecked. Uh, <laughs> 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 Yo, WizKid's on a chance, I mean. <laughs> okay, so he's just like uh he talks about how uh <laughs> he said when you tell people what they already think, they bend over backwards to believe it. It fits his worth his worldview to put me in a little box, but Krakoa medicine helps me and Krakoa doesn't ask about my insurance plan. Yeah, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Their healthcare system is incredible. You think I was going to leave their healthcare system? They got fucking socialized medicine on Krakoa. You think I'm leaving? You stupid. <laughs> you want me to come back and get, I don't know, health first? <laughs> no way. Work a minimum wage job? No. I'll play Pay taxes. Offer them to not go into the community in, no. in our schools and roads. No way, and, sir. And social, social services? No. Hmm. <laughs> All in people's pockets. Yeah. Yeah. No. Never. I don't think so. I don't think. So. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> uh. But yeah, he says uh, truth. The truth was, I'm. It's not really a lie either. But uh, mutants and humans are really are aren't really so different. We're all Earthers, citizens of the soul system. If we uh, if we can bring everybody up to where we are, drag them here if we have to. Is that arrogant? And he starts talking to uh, a little voice. I wonder who this is. Where he's just like... With the green lettering? Yeah. I wonder who could that possibly be? Uh, and talking to this voice, he's like, they still don't get it. We make technology out of plants, out of mutants combining their powers. We can make anything out of the particles in the air if we want. And uh, this little voice pulls up from out of his collar, I guess, and is like, even so, let's, re- let's remember to be humble, Taki. After all, it's not like mutant- mutants invented pin particle technology, and it's Abigail Brand who planned this all along. Yeah. <laughs> I think we definitely called this last time we talked about the sword. <laughs> uh, so 
I mean, don't you just complete? Yeah, I mean, why forego the healthcare? <laughs> yeah, of course. He should have like realized that as like he as he walked out the door. He's like, wait, he's like leaving free healthcare and immortality. Hmm. Oh, they don't know. <laughs> Peter Jarek doesn't know about the the resurrection. Oh, he doesn't. You're right. Um, yeah, but... Well, I'll tell you what. Um, I feel like Gerich also realized that this might happen. That like he brought Abigail Brand on here or whatever. Because I think he there was a point to him saying that's exactly what I thought you said. With Wizgid also saying, well, that's what exactly I thought you said. I, I knew that what you would say. So you know who's smart now. But I, I knew you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the smart guy now? Uh, but Gerich probably knew that he was going to say that. So <laughs> it was there. There, I remember there was this scene in Ice Shield Twenty One where they did something very similar, but they kept layering it on. Uh, where it's like, it's what I thought you'd what you thought I'd say. They kept like going back and forth about it. What a weird scene that was. Anyway, it reminded me a lot of this. Um, but that was sword. Uh, it was a solid issue. I don't know how many sword issues are left. Uh, what is it at right now? This is the tenth. Probably twelve. Mm, so two more. Like a nice number. Twelve sounds like a nice number indeed. But yeah, I, I thought this was solid overall. It was good to see the story of uh, Wizkid. I thought the his backstory was pretty cool and interesting. Uh, I didn't hate it at all. Um, but I don't have all that much to say about Sword. Uh, it was a solid, solid comic book. Uh, I'm a, I'm annoyed that Gladiator has no swag in this, but whatever. What are you going to do? <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll get right. He, he don't need to. I don't think Stone could beat all of those people. Oh, whoa, whoa. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm hey. saying it would be nice for Yo. her to have assistant. <laughs> Yeah, I, I wish she would just like spare them a little so other mutants can she do. She can't beat all of them easily. She might have to try a little bit. You're you're pushing it, but all right. <laughs> you're you're pushing it, but yeah, that was sword. Uh, solid enough issue, I suppose. We should move on to X Force number twenty five. Um, this is the twenty fifth issue, which is a big deal in in uh, in American comics. The Quadrant Centennial. Uh, issue uh, big word I haven't used since episode 25 in general so pretty good um, we open with uh, Wolverine visiting Forge uh, in his Forge and he's apparently built Wolverine a surfboard made out of Krakoan balsa and uh, adamantium so it's equal parts of surfboard and also a very sharp thing as we all know, Wolverine loves sharp things, even when they don't have to be sharp. <laughs> you know, I don't know about surfing, so I mean, maybe, maybe the sharpness <laughs> is excellent. Yeah, it needs to. It's <laughs> maybe the sharpness is excellent. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I don't know anything. I, if there are any surfers who listen to the show, you can comment and let us know the significance of a very sharp that makes you bleed type surfboard. Um, but anyway, I guess Wolverine's going to go. Wolverine is just a vehicle for <laughs> for like male male coolness. Yeah, he does everything. Uh, I don't. I don't know how else to explain that, man. Like. He's everything. He's everything that's cool. And manly. Manly. Yeah. Like <laughs> I'll tell very, you what. Very masculine. Like not even not even just masculine stuff. Just like all all the awesome stuff he does. Yeah. Nineties kids Motorcycle, are freaking the Nineties kids are freaking Amorized. the fuck out right now. He's a surfer. I wish I had I wish I had like what? the rocket power theme song. Queued up, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we are riders on a beach. I would. I honestly would never have pegged Wolverine for a surfer, but I guess he does that too right. now. <laughs> I would not have either. Like, uh, it is not even all right. I wouldn't even put it past him 
That's not the issue. It was this page. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Is it when he's just looking at the waves? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just like, yes. Mm, choice. Yo. <laughs> oh, my God. These waves are tubular. When he starts waxing poetic about the, the fucking the tubes. Oh, my God. Dude. And the we're tubes. We're going to get that. I will, before we move on, I will say that he talks about the tubes, but he's also like, I love these waves so much because they really fuck you up if you fall in them. <laughs> they really beat the shit out of you if you fall in these waves, and only I can survive them. So, you know, I fuck with them. I, I just come here yeah. and die sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to serve these Yo, death waves. Uh, so we cut over to the cuckoos who I guess are like just chilling, being a hive mind. Yes. Uh, and they look up in the air and uh, they see like this uh, text being written out. Uh, it says Phoebe plus Quentin in a big old heart thing made out of psionic energy. That and Quentin pulls up, is like, "Hey, we're let's go on our date thing. What we got to do." Uh, I thought this was a cute little gesture, um, but his her sisters are mean. Yo, so fucked up. Yeah, they're just like, oh, it's him, and they go away. They just like leave, and Quentin's like, "Are you okay?" And she's like, "No, it's fine. I'm okay. Don't don't read my mind. It's okay." Uh, and uh, Choir's like, "All right, uh, let's go." Um, and they enter the bower, which is, I guess, basically this nursery for mutant babies. Um, and <laughs> then we cut back to Wolverine, two-page spread, surfing. Uh, I wish I had that Lilo and Stitch song. <laughs> it was like, ride it high on a Hawaiian roller coaster ride. Uh, but, yo, he even pulls out his claws and Yay. puts them in the wave. Wolverine's even got to stab water. This man has a problem. Just because, all right. So here's the thing, right? I I do understand what's what what he's saying, right? You know, when when he he they say what he right. There's no better feeling in the world beats the best sex or whiskey buzz you'll ever chase, right? I'm not a drinker like that, like that. So (laughs) I can't relate. But I'm gonna tell you this, bro. When when you're doing something. It, I, I know how it feels to like feel in control over like a force of nature or something like that. It is an exhilarating and awesome feeling. Um, something like surfing or like even if you're like riding a bike, you know what I'm saying, or, or, or over terrain or, or, you're, or you're boating or something like You know what I mean? It's just when, when it's just you versus nature in, in a situation and you succeed, it's, it's really dope. It's almost like like winning in gambling, the 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 fucking serotonin. You know what I'm talking. Yeah, about, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? It's an adrenaline rush. You know, he's like yeah. a thrill. No, I, I don't. I don't want to make fun of that. I, I, he's right, and that is awesome. And, and I have to express that well. But it's like Wolverine. I mean, he's saying these things, and he pulls out his metal claws, and it's like. <laughs> Yeah, I when don't did know. you find time for surfing, bro? I guess he was alive so long. That's not like. I mean, sure. No, no. I, I mean, I'm not like. There's no way Wolverine surfs, but I never really thought about it. <laughs> I've also no never. Way. I've never. I've never been like. Wolverine probably surfs. You know, like I never thought. I never had that thought. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know when he became like Anthony Bourdain, where he's just like traveling, doing cool shit. I guess. Uh, Personnel geese. Yeah, stab in the water. And then he just, like, falls in the water. He gets hit by the wave. The wave, hit, like, devours him whole. And he just, like, gets bashed around in underwater corals and whatnot. He gets really fucked up. Yeah, damages some, some fish's homes. Yeah, he's like, uh, tubular. As he's, like, going down, he's like, an elemental battle that I just lost, basically. Uh and as he's drowning deeper and deeper into the abyss, this pair of arms comes in and grabs him out of the ocean, uh, I guess. 
we cut back to the Bauer, and uh, this is actually kind of a sweet thing. Apparently, uh, Quentin Choir uh, comes in here every few weeks to basically uh, calm down the mutant babies and give them, like, find out what their powers are and kind of, like, keep them at ease, uh, make sure that the babies don't, like, lose control of their powers in in infancy. Um, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I think this is a very practical, cool thing that uh, Quentin does, especially because it ties into his backstory. Um, he he was very ostracized because his powers manifested when he was really young and he couldn't control them. So this is how he's just kind of like making sure that doesn't happen for uh, other kids uh, growing up today. Uh, I think it's a very sweet gesture. Uh, but- yeah, I thought it was really nice. And it, it was a, maybe not subtle, but it was a Cool way of showing his growth, affirming yeah. his, his, his character growth through this series. I mean, if this series ain't doing nothing, well, it's done other things, especially with uh, Beast. But if yeah. nothing else, the the development of uh, Quentin Clark has been very enjoyable to see. Uh, yeah, I mean, we haven't been, like, before the Hickman era, we weren't really tuned into the X-Men all that much, but Wolverine and the X-Men really introduced us to Quentin, and we really loved him back in the day. Yeah, he was he was dope. He was a piece of shit. Yeah. But he, he was cool, man. Yeah, he was uh, he was uh, edgy shonen protagonist, I guess. He was Bakugo, essentially, but just meaner. Um, But yeah, this was a really, this is really cool to see how far he's come into adulthood. Uh, and uh, we cut back to Wolverine, who's just like on this beachside, waking up. Uh, the lady who saved him is like, "Yo, you just hit a gnarly wave, dude. <laughs> we come here sometimes, you know. We we surf. You want to surf with us?" And then Wolverine's like, "Hell yeah!" <laughs> and, yeah, you see my adamantium surfboard? Yo, <laughs> don't touch it. It'll cut you. It's a. I'll let you into that. It's a surfboard and kind of a sword. It's a surf sword, I guess, if you want to put it that way. Uh, so it's slow edge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's been a little while. Yeah, I like that one. yeah. Uh, <laughs> so Wolverine is, I guess, surfing with these strangers. He has no, he doesn't really like ask them who they are and why they're on Krakoa. They're just casually surfing with them. And Wolverine's like, yo, this chick rules. I'm, I'm in love already. Uh, she's so I'm cool. I'm in love already. I'm <laughs> felt, that's it. Felt for her. I'm, a, I'm an immortal being, basically, who uh, I'm already I'm already sweating. Uh, you know. And I guess, like, they, they're vibing by a fi- uh, campfire. And then I guess they make out at some point. Uh, talking about waves <laughs> and dangerous terrain. Uh so, yeah. Anyway. Oh, the purpose of the scene is actually, like, Wolverine reveals that, like, she's like, hey, we're thinking about hitting the break off the Arakan point by the peninsula. And um, Wolverine's like, that's not the point. The point is here. Uh, and she's like, oh, right. I got uh, my bad. Anyway, want to make out? <laughs> they just make out. Uh, meanwhile, Quentin Choir is telepathically summoned uh, by, uh, by the cuckoo that he's dating, uh, Phoebe, uh, and uh, they, she's like, we need to talk. Uh, I forgot to mention this as well. There's like an informational page where the cuckoos have just like told Phoebe to dump Quentin Quire, because uh, apparently, just like, because apparently they just do this sometimes where they go to like damage mutants and like heal their trauma and then leave. And then leave them. Uh, so, you know, they figure that Phoebe is done. She doesn't need to do this shit anymore. Uh, and it's taken away from the hive mind. Um, so she goes over to Quentin and she's like, I peeked in your head while we were at the nursery. And Quentin's like, hey, that seems odd because you're the one who told me not to read. We shouldn't read each other's minds. And uh, she's like, yeah, sorry. But sometimes your mind is so loud and electric. It's like uh, the Las Vegas Strip. And she pulls this uh, mental image out of his mind of uh, himself, uh, Phoebe, and a little baby Quentin Choir with the mohawk and everything. 
<laughs> it's it's really cute that he pictures the baby also has a mohawk for some reason. Uh, so Quentin's like, yeah, that was just a daydream. And she's like, it scared me. He's like, it scared you that I care that much about you. And she's like, it's just too yeah. much. You know, you, you, you want too much and you love too much. You're too much in every way. An Omega mutant through and through. And Quinn's like, whoa, what are you saying? And Phoebe's like, I need a, I need a break. Um, and she's like, a break? You sent your astral projection here to break up with me? And uh, she says that my greatest commitment will always be to my sisters. As Quentin is weeping in his bed, like his physical body is weeping in his bed. And I'm like, oh, Quentin. Yeah. Damn, that was sad as fuck. Oh, my God. Uh, he can't catch a break. It's a sad he thing. Can't, yo, it's not fucking fair, yo. Yeah. Well, yeah, he was. He had been an asshole. I mean, yeah, but he he's, that sometimes. he's been better now. It's been a long yeah, time. Yeah, for like a week. He. It's been a long <laughs> time since he's been a real asshole, like a real like sabotaging piece of shit, as opposed to just a smart ass. <laughs> you know. Um, True. But yeah. He, they're broken up, I guess. And then we cut back to the bower where a bunch of babies are getting kidnapped by Pike, the lady that Wolverine met and her squad. Because this was their plan the whole time. I don't know if they're mutants or not, but this is, uh, they just stuff them into these uh, tubes and are like, all right, we got some babies. Let's go. Um, and we get an overlaying uh, message from Black Tom to Sage where she he's like, Maybe it's nothing, but it's uh, it maybe it's something. Uh, the veg is giving me a tickles, telling me two things that add up in, to a bit of bad bit business. First of all, a bit, hmm? a bit of bad business, just a bit, just a smidge. Is like first there are the Bauer bassinets, and then there are the plankton. There's the plankton perimeter. Need to fully need to investigate further, but if I were putting a wager down, we'd say that there's a bloody baby heist on underway. Uh, as the these guys just like swim away with smiles on their faces, abducting babies, uh, and that's where the issue ends. Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! <laughs> Hell yeah! We just got these. That lady, babies. the blind lady, is definitely lit. She's like, <laughs> I got your bang. Green, the Wolverine, the and I'm accomplishing this mission, and I got and my guild is working, and I got in some choice ways. <laughs> they brought surfboards to a baby abducting mission. Tubular, tubular. <laughs> well, that's X Force. Uh, <laughs> I did enjoy this issue a, a lot. Hey, cool. As far as <laughs> I, I mean, said that before we started the podcast. Like it wasn't really. I don't think that it was just a bad week. No, no, not at all. Um, it's just funny. Uh, like aside from the Wolverine surfing stuff, which was absurd. I mean, I can't. There's no way. To, there's no two ways about it. It's so weird to see. It's not bad at all. I'm not mad at it. It's just like made me like double take almost. It's just like what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> so the way he had he had his face. Yo, you gotta make that the um, <laughs> you think fast? <laughs> yeah. No, I or might. You're gonna mean this something, bro. I don't I'm know. gonna try. <laughs> I'm gonna try. He was yeah. literally at the most peace I've ever seen Wolverine is his entire life. He was just like, <laughs> hmm. I'm about to catch a choice wave. <laughs> Two series. He's not. He's not Spider Man. He's no. not Batman. He is, though. That's the thing. People love him. Yeah. yeah I, you know what? Uh, a while ago, I was thinking, was like, why hasn't Spider-Man and Wolverine got their own series? They have a little dynamic, and they do. They have, like, a mini-series out there somewhere. Um, mm. I'd like to read it someday. But in any case, that was uh, X-Force. Uh, lots of fun. Uh, all the books were solid this week. Um, nothing super intense, but in any case, that's all I got to say about it. Uh, are you all set? Yeah. Then that has been our show. Oh yeah! Thank you guys so much for listening to uh, Super Thursday. Uh, very fun. Uh, very glad to have done it. 
Uh, you can find me at the Chris Espinal on Twitter and Instagram. Josh at JD Cole underscore 37 on Instagram and at NY Chillin on Twitter. Uh, Brian is at B.ESP on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, follow him at It's Punchline, uh, twitch.tv slash It's Punchline. Uh, the show itself, I don't think I mentioned it up top, but you can follow the show itself at New Jump City on Twitter and Instagram. Follow us on Twitter especially because we do a really good chapter of the week poll for our manga. And uh, we'd love to have you guys uh, cast your votes. Uh, I think that, oh, email us at newjumpcitypod at gmail.com with any questions, suggestions, anything you guys want us to talk about. We are here for it. Uh, or comment on whatever video you're watching, whether it's the full version or the little highlights that we break out every week for you guys. Uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, like, share. Tell us, tell your friends about us. Let us know. Uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. We are on there. Uh, and we'll be back on uh, uh, Sunday, probably, actually. We'll probably do a, an even earlier manga Monday <laughs> than, uh, than we thought. So, you know, keep your eye out. Subscribe. Get notifications. Since that, hit that bell thing. I heard that bell thing is very helpful. Uh, on YouTube. Notifies you whenever we upload new stuff. So let's do it. Uh, we'll see you Sunday. We have a full house of manga, I'm expecting. So, you know. One Piece will be back. One Piece will be back. Uh, but without further ado, stay safe, New Jump citizens. Peace out.